What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Viral himself, a.k.a. the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. I want to welcome all the viewers back to another episode of the Viral Way Podcast. Make sure you share, like, subscribe to the channel. Make sure you comment on the uh, content, because the more interaction we get, the bigger the platform going to get. The bigger the platform get, the more exclusive y'all going to get. So make sure y'all tapping in out there. We got a special guest in the house tonight. My boy, Long Beach Zone. Who we got here to the right? Long Beach E-Will. You already know I'm representing the city worldwide. Come on, man. Long Beach in the motherfucking building. Talk to me. What's, what's going on, man? I see you out here making big moves, making big noise in the industry right now. You got a few hits floating around the industry. Let, let's get into it, Mr. Uh, Felonies, Mr. That's on Babies. Talk yes, to sir. me. I appreciate it, man. I'm just trying to um, stay consistent. Came home from uh, playing basketball and... Um, you know, working, and I always wanted to do music. I always loved music. So uh, I had to prove it to my brothers, to some of my friends. I said, let me, I'm like, I want to do music. Got DW, all right, for sure, you know. <laughs> P, I want to do some music. My bro, P, nice, DW, you feel me? Uh, I want to do some music. He's like, all right, all right. I said, I got something for him. Let me write something first. I'm at work. I'm like, you driving me insane, stop going through my phone. Your homegirl's about to your ass all alone. And that's on babies. Huh. I said, ooh, I got something. Got him. You feel me? <laughs> and then from there, it was just coming out one after the other. Then I did my song, Pain. Pain and uh, on babies, I was like my top two. First, it was Front Porch. Front Porch is not out. I actually used somebody else beat. You used to meet me on that front porch. Till them lies came on. Okay, you so me? you can really hit them notes. That yeah. ain't no studio shit. No that studio. ain't no studio in You shit. feel okay. me? That's me. Let me know something yeah. in. So how long you been doing music? Because to a lot of people, this is new. They they just think you might just be coming on the scene. But in Long Beach, we know way back. So yeah, yeah. let the people know how long you've been doing this shit. I mean, um, I've been doing music since a kid. I remember my um, my older sister at the time was just messing around with music back in crisscross days. You feel me? So I've been like messing around with rapping, but when I hit middle school, started singing, I was off that uh, Genuine album. <laughs> you feel me? My older sister had that Genuine album at the time, and uh, I used to, uh, I, first I stole the CD. Yeah. And I went to school, and I'm listening to it. I stole the Walkman, I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sing this. I was like, my heart got broken, but my heart got open. A girl said, oh, you can sing. I was like, uh oh. I got something. I got something. <laughs> you feel me? Because that was going to be my next question. Yeah, what made something. you choose singing over rapping? Especially yeah. in this area, like, hold on. Yeah. The homie sing? Yeah. What's going on? It was the women? I mean, no, nah, it wasn't the women. It's just like, I love the harmony. The harmony, I, I, I thought I could rap at one point in time. I still think I could rap. You know, listen to rap battles. As you know, we Come listen on. to rap battle. I grew up listening to Cassidy and, you know, whoever else. Murder Mook, all that in the rap battle. And, um, you know, we definitely come up from the east side of Long Beach. You know, Snoop, Warren, G, Nate Dogg. So the Nate Dogg riding in my car while I'm listening to the radio. Come on, I'm man. listening to a sad girl sing. You feel me? Come on, rest in peace, yeah. Nate Dogg. That, that was like motivation for me, though. But okay. I've been singing since, you know, I was a kid. And up until now, I always wanted to do music. And then I think my first breakout was a song called I Love the East Side. And I, we didn't even know that was going to go viral. You feel me? We just randomly shot the video and the song and, and did the song in two hours. So the song is 
It goes, I love the east side, and the east side love me. What? Calrex, Kings Park, 21st, you know what it be. And we go everywhere that we want. Hey, that's actually DW Flame's first video. Yeah. I told him, come get on the song. I'm like, hey, where you at? Come get on this song. I'm trying to put you in the mix. Come get on this song. And then that was his first video, and he killed it. Oh, that's history Shout right out, there. Shout uh, out P Nice, Don, and uh, Cootie. P, P Boys. Yeah, yep, P Boys. It was lit. <laughs> P Boys. Yes, that's what's up. So you got a uh, project coming up? You got any? Um, I have a lot of music. I have a lot of music coming up. Um, me and um, Flame actually going to probably uh, finish up our EP soon. Oh, like NDW. a duo? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, uh, you know, basically our us as brothers dropping a dope. Um, every Everything, every um song we touched actually was pretty dope. You feel me? So... From front porch, that's that's viral. Um, pain and on babies, that's out. So, and I got five more songs with us two right now. So y'all are blood brothers. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, that's my same blood mom, brother. same that's daddy. My, yep, that's my little brother. People don't know. I flew him out to Australia to live with me. I I know he told that story on yeah, the yeah. podcast. Yep, yeah, yep. flew him out to Australia to live with me. I'm like, all right, he getting in the streets. People calling me, hey, little bro. I'm like. Let me go ahead and show him that it's more to life. You feel me? And um, I was just happy. That made me proud to be able to do that, you know, because I wish I had somebody to pull me in at that time. So I had to show him, came out there. I'm like, what you doing? He's driving somebody's car. I'm like, bro, what you doing? Huh? I'm good. I know I don't. You know, they drive on the opposite side. I'm like, don't grip nobody's car. You're like, I'm good, bro. You feel me? And then, you know, uh, nigga, we out there. We in the club. You know, he's still... Long Beach institutional lives. <laughs> you feel me? He like, he out here in the club, you know. I'm like, bro, ain't nobody out here. He like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We is shit. And he just, <laughs> but you just see him enjoying life. You ain't gotta yeah. watch, you ain't gotta watch your back. You feel me? I put him where he making money. That was his biggest checks he was getting. I'm like, yeah, I could put you in this job. Was training him for basketball a little bit, and he was just enjoying life, and that just made me proud. That was a big brother moment for me. You feel Damn, me? that's super solid. That's yeah. super solid. So, how does it feel seeing your brother blowing up right now? Because coming up, you used to be in the big brother in the spotlight, mm -hmm. basketball, singing, this, that, and the third. Now your little brother, he seemed like he just shining brighter than the world. How does that feel? Uh, I feel awesome. Like uh, little do a lot of people know, I'm my brother' biggest fan. I support my little brother. I know he got my blood. You feel me? So I know he's destined for greatness. You feel me? And I, it's just like him believing in himself. I always tell him, like, if you're going to do something, do it all the way. You feel me? And I already know he was going to be great at whatever. If he pay attention and stay focused, only thing that's going to knock him off his his path is himself. You feel me? Y'all got a name for the EP? Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Not yet? No. Okay, still cooking in the yeah, lab? Yeah, still cooking. Any features or it's just going to be y'all two? Just uh, back For back right now, here. just us two. Just us two for right now. Nice, nice. Yeah. You gonna be doing any rapping on there or is it just straight he rap, uh, you sing? I'm singing. Like so I probably like if we do nine, nine songs, probably do uh five of them together and then two solo ones on there. Okay, okay. I see you a man of many talents. You like a, a triple threat. You play yeah. ball, rap, sing. I see you doing the boxing now. Which one you enjoy more? Um, anything athletically. So, but basketball actually a lot of people don't know as well. I actually came up playing uh, football from six years old till I was 19. I actually went to junior college to play football. So after that, um, I played football, won a bowl game at Long Beach City College. Um, 
went out, went on, uh, start playing basketball in the morning class. Me and one of my best friends, Lawrence, Shay Rocket, we up there running the morning class. They don't even go to Lombie City. We inviting dudes that don't even go to Lombie <laughs> City. We up there hooping, going crazy. Uh, so Coach Anderson and Barry Barnes, shout out to them. They uh, asked me to uh, play, and I became an All-American at Lombie City. And uh, I should have been MVP of the state my uh, sophomore year. I ended up averaging um, 25 and 12. And that's when I got my full-ride scholarship to Tarleton State playing basketball. Right. So you was at City going crazy. Yep. So out of those sports, which one you feel you best at? Um, I feel like I could have been really good at football, which I was, but no coaches really took their time with me just yet. You feel me? But as far as basketball, the athleticism and the impact you can have on basketball that fast, even if you're the eighth person on the bench because somebody could be in foul trouble or whatnot or get teched out. You could come right in the game, take a charge, get a rebound, anything. But so basketball, I love basketball. Um, it took me far, but I believe I still would have made it to the NFL if I uh, stuck with football. Okay, yeah. okay. So so, so you kind of feel football more, but basketball just took you farther. Yep, yep. I actually, um, so when I was done at Tarleton State, shout out uh, Chris Reese. Chris Reisman and my boys up there at Tarleton State, they Division One now. They were Division Two when I went. Always was ran by Division uh, – I always ran like a Division One though. Uh, my coach, Lon Reisman, he actually coached uh, Dennis Rodman. So Damn, that was dope. Yes. So when he kind of pitched that, kind of like real me, I'm like, Dennis Rodman, I kind of play like him. Aggressive rebound. That was me. You feel me at the time. What, you play receiver or you was I played receiver. Receiver? Yep, yeah. at Long Beach City, I, I played receiver. Oh, shit, okay. Yep, big receiver. I was fast for my size. I ran, uh, without training for the uh, the 40, I ran a 4.52. 4.52, that's yep. decent. That's at 6.5, yeah, that's that's good. That's decent. So how was it uh, with the with the full ride? Um, It was lovely. You know, I ended up in a in a little small town, Stephenville, where, you know, the, the uh, cemetery right across the street, Confederate flags. Damn. You know, I'm coming from the inner city. I'm a city boy. You oh, feel me? culture so, shock. You feel me? Coming from uh, Long Beach, I, I'm going to a little town called Stephenville. Um, so when I get there, the teammates that's already there, they tell me like, oh, yeah, you from city? Oh, you got to watch out for these, uh, got to watch out for these white boys. They call you a nigga. I'm like, what, nigga? Niggas is racist? Yeah, what the fuck you mean? Like, I'm, I don't really see that like that. And then, you know, later on throughout that year, we got I got the taste of it. We chilling outside. It's a big pickup truck. Some white boys roll past. Nigger! I'm like, oh, yeah. You're like, damn, it's real out yeah, here. Yeah, it's real out here, you know. But for the most part, you didn't, I didn't really see that. I didn't really feel it too much. But you just know the presence of racism was really more, like, way more in the South, you know. Did Which that, is everywhere. But Did that change yeah. with the sports? Like once y'all started winning, once you started balling and hooping and becoming a face out there, or was it just no, like, I nah, feel like, just I like, feel like um, us athletes were privileged to being, um, you know, catered to in certain towns and cities and countries. You feel me? So we don't feel what the average black person would feel anyway. You feel me? Because, oh, that's Eric Williams. Right, right. You feel me? But- if it was you, just walking the street. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be noticing that. They'll be like, you know, yeah. fuck your kind, yeah. but wait a minute. You play for yeah, Wookie right. Woo? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you he look like he, type yeah, shit. Yeah, he look like he steals. <laughs> you feel me? That's what you would get. You feel me? Like, it's different respect from you being a star athlete or athletes of countries. And I see it. And it's, and it's racism all over the world. 
Like just because I'm the black American in certain countries, I don't get it, but they might treat the Africans or the Aborigines in other countries, mm. you know, like a certain type of way. So if you had your pick, you could reach the highest level in any sport. Did you choose basketball or football? Like you get the NFL right now, God snap his finger. Um, I think I still go with basketball. Still go with basketball, yeah. longevity or um longevity, um, more money. More money. Big bigger contracts now. Like nowadays, the contracts is crazy. Like you see mediocre dudes getting a hundred million. Yeah, they eating. In the NFL, you gotta be the top notch. You gotta be number one in your position to get over a hundred million. NFL not for long too. You only got and a it's short not span. and it's not guaranteed. Right. In the NFL, like half half of the time. But NBA, when you hundred million or hundred and eighty million. 140 guaranteed. That's crazy. <laughs> but it's only it's only the 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 sports with the majority black athletes that's not guaranteed. Baseball guaranteed. Hey, baseball they getting their bread. Guaranteed. Soccer they getting their bread. That's why they, you see them eating. 10 year contracts just there. Something crazy, yeah. And they set for the rest of their life off of one contract. NBA you're not set. NFL you're not set off of your first contract. You got to keep earning every couple years. Hold on, let me see if you still every got four it. years until your new contract. Yeah, let me see. If not you still until got you. It. And most players don't get the super max. They get the 40, 20, but majority of them five million, ten million. All the dudes on the bench five million, ten million. And yeah, hopefully they know how to invest and stuff like that. So after college. Basketball took you overseas. Overseas, Germany. Cuxhaven, Germany, my first year. Germany? Yep, Cuxhaven. Ooh. It was dope. It was it was a great experience coming out of Division Two. A lot of dudes think it's uh about a lot of dudes think it's about where you like division one. I, I need to go to division one to make it. No, nah, if you're good, people gonna find you. And an agent, Alex Eiler, actually reached out to me. Um, and he said, Would you like to play? Overseas. So I actually went out to, uh, after my senior year at Tarleton, I actually went back out and tried out for the football team. So in two weeks, I, I ended up on second stream at receiver in okay. two weeks. So I still had it. Right. But I went out right before the NFL scouts was about to come out for the little um, training. But I had one more year to do, so I was going to play one more year of football. Um, I'm in practice. I run a route. Nobody there. I shouldn't have went for the ball. I go for the ball. I dive. I Dislocate my shoulder. Oh, come on. <laughs> on some shit, I shouldn't have went for. some bullshit. I said, oh, I guess this means I ain't meant to play football. Let me go head back and head back in the gym. So, but anyway, he was trying to give me partial anyway. I'm like, I'm second string in two weeks. And Tarleton State, known for football. We're always good. Right. Like, football and basketball are always good. Like, dudes always go to the NFL out of that division too. Whether it's to Dallas, Houston, whatever. But, um, I'm like, dang, I would have maxed out on the bench. I'm fast. I'm big. Just off my hop, my size, my hands, uh, my speed, I would have made it to the NFL. Right. Not saying I would have stuck, but I would have signed to somebody. At least got a shot. You feel me? And I know I would have made it. Come on, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's in me, my blood. Dude, what yeah, you mean? You feel me? Anything I do, you feel me? But, um, yeah, so I ended up uh, uh, going back to football. So I ended up in Germany my first year, and I felt like a real star, man. Like, when I come out that tunnel, it was like, Eric. Williams going crazy. Um, I played well. Um, my first few games, I averaged 22 and, and 10. That's shooting those threes. People know me now as a three-point shooter. My first three years overseas, I really wasn't a three-point shooter at all. I still was a late bloomer playing basketball. Um, and um, But I that year, that same time, five games in, 22 
and and ten, we winning. We're five and zero. The coach benched me. Yeah, benched me, bro. And this is my first time. I'm like, what? We're did winning. He, did he want everybody to get some burn, or he just? So it's, it was a Division One player that they were paying more money. To. Oh, okay. They're like, yeah, you got to go earn this. They were basically like, oh, we got to get him in, and he wasn't playing as good. That's my boy Reggie. Um, he wasn't playing as good at the at the time. But I'm just raw. I'm nigga aggressive. You know, I'm killing. They bench me, and I'm like, what? Like, you can send me home. Like, what do you see? You have my dad see something different. I'm like, nah, you can send me home. Like, well, come on. we. So I stayed in upstand. My my percentage went down for the season from 22 down to 13, 13 and 5 or 6 at the end of the year. We end up taking help taking a team that didn't even – they said we had the worst Germans in the league. But we end up finishing second place in the whole league. What's the What's the major difference between – Hooping overseas and hooping here. Is it any difference to you or is it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you definitely have to be a, a really good player. Like people think it's easier overseas. I believe overseas is harder than the NBA. Damn. Because you, you especially if it's only two Americans, they have one or two guys just on you. Because they thinking you the superstar. He, you are the, the star. American kid. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm guarding you full court. And I'm not even worried about offense. I'm just on you. <laughs> if you don't got the ball, I'm on you. I'm on you like this. Damn. So it's tough, like especially in certain com- countries. Argentina, tough country to play in. Like Argentina was one of the toughest countries to play in because they're going to check you. Your own teammates are going to try to check you when you get there. Let me see how tough he is. Oh, so they really testing your gangster. Let me there. see how tough okay. he is off the rip. Boom. Check. I said, oh, that's what we're doing? Okay. Next play came around. I was like, mm-hmm. boom. <laughs> Nigga, that Charles got me fucked up on me. That's what we doing. And he ain't never did it again. And that was like my breakout year. But going back to Germany, that coach did me like that. They actually, it's politics. They actually wanted me to score less to bring me back the next season. Because if I would have kept killing that year, I probably would have ended up in the top league in Germany. Oh, so that was, you'd have been gone on You that feel team. me? Yeah. But they wanted, oh, we want you back next season. And they wanted me back next season. But I'm like, Nah. What's the wildest place you played in overseas? Uh, Iraq. I actually played in Iraq. Nigga, they play ball in Iraq? Bomb. <laughs> what hey. The fuck? hey, hey, bomb. I didn't know they played hey. ball in Iraq. Yo, hey, yo. Bomb capital of the world. I know they really you. was bombing every day. Yeah? So you in the gym and you can hear it cracking outside. Woke, woke me up. A bomb shook my hotel. Boom, I'm, a- I'm asleep. Like, boom. I'm like, oh. Like 37 people killed uh, two blocks away. I know that check must have been decent to keep you out yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. I was getting paid pretty decent, like 15 bands a month. What's the uh, What was the nightlife like? Any type of social life out there? Um, or is and and Iraq, it's crazy. Like, I'm walking the streets of Iraq, you know, thinking like, damn, you see the rubble from 9-11, like the bombs building, like everything still there. Like, I'm like, damn, I'm walking the streets of Baghdad, cuz. What the fuck? That's crazy. You feel me? That's I'm crazy. at the mall. Hey, yo, I'm at the mall in Baghdad chilling, watching movies in Baghdad. Like, did they look at you like, since you from America, like, fuck you, you American? Or, no, or because they... I'm black. Okay. You feel me? Now, if you was white, it's a different story. So they fuck with niggas over there. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, they know we're we not calling shots. They know how we're treated over here in America, so sad to say. 
So, but like white Americans, yeah, they probably would have tried to kidnap you for the most part. Ain't that's what they deep. do. Like if they catch a white American slipping, yeah, they're gonna probably kidnap you. And and at that time in uh, Iraq, that's deep. Yeah. What was your favorite? What was your favorite location overseas? Australia. I love Australia. Shout out to Australia. Melbourne, Australia. You feel me? I won three championships out there. Shout out to the Nottawan Inspectors. Shout out to um, the Correo Bay Stingrays and uh, McKinnon Cougars. Yes, sir. What what the women like out there? They they fucking with you? Oh, love you women. <laughs> what that Australian pussy hitting for? That yeah, the streets yeah. want to know, hey, man. Hey, hey. Australia, I love Australia. I was, hey, I would have been living in Australia if I wouldn't have my daughter. I'll tell you that right now. They really yeah. fucking with boomerangs and shit out there, or that's just some TV shit? That's just some TV shit. TV if you shit? live in the outback, yeah, but that's just some TV shit. You don't see kangaroos unless you stand in like uh, certain states, like Canberra, like the, that's the capital of Australia, Canberra. And um, they'd be on your front yard like cats or something. Because I, I, I see the YouTube videos, they really squabbling kangaroos. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn. In, okay. certain, in certain states, yeah, they right there. Or you live like further out in the suburbs, yeah, they'd be right at your front door. So, how's the pay compared to? Playing here, playing overseas. It's, it's nothing. Is it a big difference. Um, I say it's a big difference when it comes to playing in a in a G League. So, like, of course, the NBA, the NBA is paid the highest in the world. Of course, of course. you got your countries like that are paid dudes two million to five million. That's the highest overseas. Two million to five million, and that's the top guys. That's still eating though. Yeah, yeah, still eating. Overseas, yeah, but eating. but for the most part, overseas guys get paid more than the G League guys. G League, just only the dudes that got double contracts right now get paid like five to two million or whatever. But like overseas, dudes are getting paid from two thousand dollars to up to two million dollars. But the for the the balance, it'll be like five thousand, you know, four thousand. That's the norm. Five thousand, four thousand. But like when you when you building up your career and you're winning, eight thousand, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, twenty two thousand, like that. That's decent. That's mm-hmm. decent. I said a lot of people don't know. I seen you in the Drew League. Yes, sir. Guarding some of the world's greatest. Yes, sir. Like greatest in history type shit. <laughs> yeah, real talk. I'm talking like LeBron James. Yeah. D. Rosen. Yeah. How was that yes, experience? We got to tap in on him. Who that you just blew by? LeBron. Oh, that's Brian. That's King James that's right there. right by Yeah, he was trying to block my shit. I said, oh. Hold on. Blue right me? by you. Hold on, pause that real quick. Hold on, what? Oh, oh, foul on the play. Okay, there we go. Look, so playing against LeBron, like you just felt the energy that day. Hey, LeBron, come in. They they sent out the text that night, the night before. Hey, LeBron and uh, DeRozan bringing with my boy Casper Ware that's overseas in Russia getting a big bag. You feel me? Big bag in Russia. Um, uh, You sent a text out. It was like you sent a mass tweet out. Right. And it, I think it did go up. LeBron's playing in the Drew League tomorrow. But I didn't even know I was going to join that team. So the team I actually ended up playing on, I happened to switch that day. I would have played a lot more, would have did a lot more if I was there before. But um, I jumped in. You felt the energy. The energy was like like you needed to score the game-winning point at every moment in the game. That's how high the energy was right. like in the game. Like it was, it was dope being able to have pitchers like that. The crowd, I knew – uh, one of the first plays that it just showed, I said, I'm just about to go guard him full court because somebody going to take a good picture. <laughs> you feel me? I don't care what happened. Oh, me. I got this oh, picture. me, real talk. Hey, I'm like, hey, somebody going to take a good picture. And then it took him like three weeks to send it to me. I'm like, like I knew run, somebody. Run that damn. in. Run that I'm in. I'm like, I, th- I think 
I'm like, damn, I knew somebody sent that, took that picture. Then three weeks later, they they somebody sent it to me randomly on Instagram. Was he talking shit like, or was nah. he out there real humble? No, nah, Brown was humble. Like he he gave a couple people some looks, but he was he was humble for the most part. Oh, he wasn't really talking shit like. Nah, man. I don't think as you see him in the NBA, he don't really talk shit. He just do his job. What about D. Rosen? DeRozan gonna talk his shit. That's my boy. Shit? You feel me, nigga? Who you think you is, nigga? Right. Like DeRozan from the from the hood. You feel me? So who, who was harder to guard, Brown or DeRozan? DeRozan got way more moves. Brian got size. You feel me? Brian got size, and he gonna, you know, pause. But yeah, he gonna get to the bucket or get to the spot. Well, was you intimidated? With this in DeRozan right here. I just oh, got in the game. Hold on, calm down, DeRozan. Calm down. I just got in, yeah. Putting up bucket like, hey, hey, DeRozan got moves, man. This nigga, hey, he practiced every day, new shit. That's crazy. Damn, that's deep. So, yeah. you, even not making it to the NBA, you still got the chance of a lifetime, dude. Right. Really, like you guarded LeBron James. Like, hey, that's man, deep. I tell you this. It's dudes in the NBA that haven't guarded LeBron James. Right. Like, they just watching him from the sideline. <laughs> so, that's, that's kind of... It's dudes in the NBA that haven't guarded LeBron. It's dudes that have been in the NBA for five, ten years that never guarded LeBron. That's crazy. <laughs> you feel me? That's crazy. I'm guarding LeBron at the Drew League. Shout out to the Drew League. You feel Shout me? Shout out Drew League. Chanel Shout out Smiley, Brian. Dino Smiley. You feel me? Old Smiley family. Drew Crew. Yes, sir. Any other notable superstars that you done played against that maybe didn't catch it on film? Yeah, um, I played against uh, James Harden. You know, MVPs, uh, Darrell Wright, um, DeLon Wright this past summer. Um, it's a few It's a few guys um, that's in the NBA currently. Stanley Johnson, that's my bro, too. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of guys, even guys from being overseas. But, yeah, I played against plenty of uh, top guys, NBA guys. Have you ever thought about trying out for the NBA, or you kind of gave that up? Nah, never. NBA never been on my mind. I was a late, no? I was a late bloomer. Oh shit! Okay. I didn't get good shooting the ball until I was like twenty seven. I was when I was shoot started shooting the lights out like that day. I was in Dubai the first time I started shooting the the piss out of the ball. I'm in the tournament seven games seven days straight. We had a game. Every game I scored twenty seven plus from dunking shooting the three. I'm like, if an NBA scout come in here, they gonna pick me up. That's how. And I'm, playing, and I'm playing against top league teams like far as like the, the national team of Jordan, of Egypt, um, Dubai. Like, and these dudes is good. You Bro, I didn't even know they hooped out there. I thought like they was big with soccer, but nah, I didn't know they, they was hooping. hooping. Six, six eleven, seven foot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Playing Bin Laden and yeah, shit. Yeah, going crazy. That's yeah, deep. Going crazy. So that was my first year, like me becoming a shooter. Like really knock down shooter, like shooting over 40% type. When you was in Iraq, was you fucking with the Iraqi bitches? Like, how is that out there? Are they? Because nah. I, I couldn't see them really fucking with no Americans. No, no. Nah, nah. um, how was that Iraq pussy, man? We want to know. Nah, ain't no Iraq pussy. <laughs> we want to know because they nah. they got some little bodies up under them little turbans and nah, shit. Nah, not in Iraq, nothing at all. It seemed like it. I liked Iraq because they were like the girls at the mall or whatever. They'd come up and take a picture with you or whatnot. Believe it or not. Iraq was way better than Saudi. Iraq, my teammates came, looked me out, looked out for me, take me to the mall, chill, hang out. And Saudi, it was nothing. They're not fucking. They was dressed. They was covered. The women was covered the whole time. All you see is eyes. That's it. Eyes, beautiful eyes though. You like I could hear them like laughing, like oh look, look, look. You just see their eyes going like look, 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 look. 
And yeah, that was it. You could you couldn't they couldn't hide the asses though. Couple of them have some That's fat what I'm saying. Asses. They got some yeah. bodies up under there. Some fat yeah. asses, but you wasn't about to go against their rules. You could better not touch their women. You gotta have permission from the the hierarchy, whether it's their dad, their brother, or their uncles or something like that, to talk to their women. They super old there. They 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 by yeah. the book. They and I learned these all I, I learned the different religions, you know, how to really live. Like it's even guys that's millionaires that never lived in these countries. I actually lived in these countries to really know the culture, you know, even like far as like living in Colombia. You want to take it there. Ooh, you feel Columbia. Me? Boy, they got some of the most beautiful women in the world. Beautiful women. I can't even lie. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. What it's crazy though, because they selling you can get a dime piece for like eight dollars out there. It's like a fucking yeah. happy meal. Real you, talk. I mean, I mean, I feel like, you know, every country sell pussy. You nah, they 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 but, but they, they they sell pussy to really survive. You feel me? It's beautiful women, like beautiful women out there selling pussy. Like you could buy pussy for twenty dollars. Beautiful. Got majority majority of the women, a lot of women out here beat naturally. Yeah, no, she came out here, she would be yeah. like top shop, notch. Yeah, right. One of the, sure. the video vixens. Yeah. And and I'm sure you've seen some of the old Colombian video vixens. They bad. Yeah, like you get pussy cheaper than and a it's really hey, out there. and That's it's crazy. really like that in in Colombia. Like if you get caught lacking, they pulling up on you, they robbing you, they killing you, whatever. It's beautiful at the same time, you know. It's just like here, but they they less paid than us, so they pull up on a on a scooter. If you want that, I could have got the keys too. You feel me? Like <laughs> on me, no cap. Send it back no, to the city. No, on no cap. The keys go for like two thousand. For the low, you feel me? I would have brought them back here and sold them for like 30. I think it would have been up game. On me, that like all that, like hitman, like all that. Like Colombia at one point in time was the highest for kidnap for ransom. It was the number one country for kidnap. Yeah, you get kidnapped out there, the US ain't coming to get you. It's over with. Yeah, it was over with. Yeah, yeah, it's a wrap. Like that's what that's what they do. They know you got money. They uh they uh, they kidnap your your kid and then need that money from you. Did you learn to speak any of them languages in any of them countries you was in? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Spanish uh, from Argentina to Colombia, going to, living in Colombia like six different times. So uh, I learned kind of like from music and, you know, as far as playing sports out there. So, you know, ball, it'd be like Belota, uh, the court, La Concha, uh, Kibo is the team, Ajuda Me, Help Me, you feel me? And then the songs, I, I learned this one song. It was like, um, You're the stars to see me. Yeah, it's your boy Long Beach E. Will. You know what the fuck going on, nigga. You know what the fuck going on. Ain't this a bitch? You feel me? You know what's going on. I know you was cleaning up out there with that. I tried to a little bit. You feel me? I had I had my girls out there um in Germany. I'm not Germany and um Colombia at the time, like cool little women at that time. You low key like 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 the hood master P low key. Like you done lived a little bit of every Everybody. hood nigga dream. This nigga <laughs> football, basketball, singing, mm -hmm. rap. I see you fucking with the boxing now. How long yeah. you been doing that? Um for about two years on and off, you know. Like um once I got into it, uh I started I, I always been gifted with my hands, you know, being an athlete and never losing a fight. Straight right, that's all I was doing at the time. Said, straight straight right, right, being aggressive and, and strong and being able to be agile at the same time. Like a lot of dudes might see me. Okay. And, uh, you who, see? who you here training with? That's it's Malik Scott, legendary Malik Scott, who, who trains, um, you know, uh, a lot of pro 
athletes, but right now, definitely just trained uh, Malik, I mean, uh, Deontay Wilder in his last couple of fights. Damn, how'd you hook up with him? Uh, I like to tell him my bro Meta World Peace actually hooked me up with him. Yeah? Yeah, my bro Meta. We introduced us, we sat down, and we chopped it up. I told him, yeah, I want to go pro, and um, yeah, he uh, started working me out. Oh, shout out Meta. Yeah. But uh, I started first started training at Jack Rabbit Boxing. Shout out to Jack Rabbit Boxing with my boy Joe. You feel me? Joe Boxer, you feel me? I fucked my shoulder up yeah. at Jackrabbit. <laughs> oh God, I threw my, try to throw a hook and threw my shit right out. <laughs> yeah, got, if you don't throw, that's the that's the main thing. I got video from me from the beginning to where you can see there where I look like a pro. Right. And me sparring pros, I actually, you know, ain't no fear in me. What a dude gonna knock me out? Okay. But I jumped in the ring with pros and I got the best of them. Not even really, and this was on, what, I was three months in, four months in, and I'm jumping in the ring with pros, and I'm getting the best of them. The last year, after I trained with Malik Scott, I went back and trained, I, I, I sparred a pro. He's like 13 and two. I got the best of him. They ain't even let me spar him no more. Yeah. Because, I, you know, you got to protect your, your, your fighter. fighters, yeah. That's and it's like, hold on, I don't want you to drop his confidence in my eyes. You feel me? So you really trying to compete or just like a hobby? Like now, like like at first I did, but like it's kind of hard to get a trainer that really want to stick with you and try to take you pro. I told him like I want to go pro. What's up? I'm good enough to go pro. If you see some some um some um some heavyweights, I can go five and zero oh and just be done. I just want to do it. You see me? I do all type of shit. I'm like, why not go pro? Just to prove to yeah, and okay. and that's a part of my life story, my documentary that I will be. You fuck doing. around, get a match with Jake Paul and be on, nigga. No, nah, I will. I whoop Jake Paul. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hey, you heard it here first. Yeah, by I, the way, I podcast. Whoop, I whoop Jake Paul. Long Beach E Will versus Jake but Paul. Shout, shout out up. to Jake Paul for you know representing with my boy Ashton Silva out of Jack Rabbit Boxing though. But yeah, I whoop. I whoop you, Jake. Damn, we might gotta get that set up. That'd yeah. be history right there. That'd Facts. be big. Facts. That'd be super big. So, um, I seen you on the live the other day. I find it interesting because we share a lot of the same views on this topic. You was, uh, I forget the young lady's name that you was on live with, but they was asking about your relationship status and your relationship views on relationships today. So seeing that you do basketball, football, boxing. I'm pretty sure the groupies is crazy. What What is your relationship status right now? I mean, I, got, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, it's my daughter's mom. We've been together uh, since my daughter's been born. Um, basically, I always kept it, been honest. Like, every woman say, give you the option to, you know, to move or, or move accordingly. And uh, from the beginning, I just, you know, let her know what it was from, from the jump. How does she handle... I don't want to call them groupies. I'm gonna just say fans. Your attention from the fans. I mean, that you get. I mean, I mean, I'm a dude that uh, don't deal with women that can't control themselves. So if you if you want to deal with me, you know that's outside of my 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 relationship. It's like I'm gonna respect my girl. Like you can't come with no drama. You feel me? You can't come with no drama. I'm not about to have no drama around my girl. Any sign of that? That's disrespect to her. Sure. Like, I ain't, I'm, about, I'm not about to let you come over here and wreck my shop. I need a peace of mind. If you fucking with me outside of my 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 home, you supposed to be my peace. Chilling, hey, what's up? We do our thing, and that's it. But I, I I'm all about honesty. So, yeah, and and um, what is it? Um, apparent. What's the word I'm looking for? Transparency. Transparency. Yeah, you okay. feel me? So, um, 
once you know what what I'm about, you can take it or leave it. I'm not thirsty for pussy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest thing to get. Yeah. So, do you believe in today's society, a person of influence can still have a traditional relationship, or is that kind of asking? I don't want to say asking too much, but not realistic. You think it got to be up to date with the world today? Just say you, you in the spotlight, you feel me, up and coming superstar, you get a girl. Is it even possible to have a traditional relationship in this lifestyle? I can't say it's impossible, but it's like, you know, it's, it will be rare, you know, because if I got, if I'm taking care of you wholeheartedly, you ain't got no worries, you ain't got to work, you ain't got to do nothing. Not saying, maybe, I'm saying you don't have to work, but you actually got your own career and you make uh 500,000 a year, million dollars a year. But I'm still making a million, 3 million a year. You know I'm a great man at the end of the day too. I feel like women that even make that type of money don't realize we dictate the relationships. They dictate the sex. We dictate I really want to settle down with you, you know, have a family, build with you. We can always run across a good woman and be like, oh, you know what? I can settle down. She always been cool. She cool as fuck. Right. You know, she responsible. She do this. I can have her. Oh, I got another one. She cooks. She clean. She responsible. Boom. I got another one. She cooks. She, hey, y'all really want to be with you. It's easy for us to get that. Right, right. If it was easy for women to do the same, it wasn't. you wouldn't hear as many women complaining about niggas ain't shit. And boy, they complain. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? Like, because you hear women say, I could get a nigga if you No, no. You can't. Why you ain't got him, dude? Yeah, you ain't got. You can't just get it. Oh, because I'm focused on me right now, and uh, nah, that ain't it. Because you just can't get. You could actually get a certain. You could get a nigga, but not the nigga you actually want. Right, right. Certain calibers. You feel me? Like they don't know the breakdown. You know the statistics. Come hey, on, I, you know, hey, I know. hey, Mr. Viral, know the statistics of this shit. You want the. The slim to none percentage, you think you gonna get you and your homegirl, your your cousin, all yeah. think y'all gonna get that that what eight percent? Right. Come on, man. Yeah, cause cause we we used to be on the lives all during COVID when when the shit really hit. So would you consider yourself like a part of the red pill community, or are you just more like a realist with the shit? Cause I still feel like the delusion is still there. That's why I talk about it so much, and I had a battle with the sexes on here. Cause even on the live I see you on the other day. They was getting kind of irate. And I'm like, damn, I'm I'm used to being the one that they getting irate with. They right. usually love what E. Will right. saying, but they wasn't really fucking with it. They kind of was like, right. hold on, nigga, you want more than one right. bitch? What's I mean, um, everybody uh, are entitled to your uh, opinion, but at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for you, what makes you feel happy. That's where people go wrong. You try to sit there and please your partner when you ain't pleasing yourself, you know? You think you really want something, then you find out, I wasted all these years of it because you try to force something. The dude that said, hey, look, I want you to be my main lady, but I'm going to still deal with other women. I'm going to take care of you. You ain't got to worry about nothing. We're going to take trips. We're going to do all this. But I'm going to still deal with other women. Low key, it ain't going to be messy. I ain't going to bring, I'm going to strap up. No other kids on the side. They'd rather be like, nope, I'd rather deal with, have four other boyfriends. That shit out of control. You still single? Ten years later. Oh, yeah, I'm single by choice, though. <laughs> no, you... Ain't no such thing. Y'all got to kill that. You know, so, but but they, because every, uh, most women feel like I'm good enough to have a man to myself. But majority of women can't even tell you 
how they help improve their dudes. Like a lot of women be like, oh, you looking for an assistant or something like that. No. At the end of the day, y'all talk about how good you are to your uh, your man, but you ain't talk about, yeah, I helped him get his business off the ground. I helped him, I helped my man boss up in in different ways as far as helping him uh study for his real estate license, acting, you know, whatever. Like you don't hear women talk about that type about of stuff. About being an asset. You feel me being yeah. an asset type shit. You don't because they don't realize every y'all already look at what's his is yours. So if he bossed up and made this type of money with you helping him, it's whatever for you. It's automatic. What you need, he's already there. Safety, security, it's whatever for you. But a lot of women don't think, uh, uh, what you mean? I cooked and cleaned. What? <laughs> you got to do that anyway. <laughs> That's it? You, you was going to do me? that if I wasn't around anyway. And I can do that for human. myself. Right. You feel me? I seen. A, uh, I actually seen um, somebody say... Uh, a man is supposed to court you. This is the expectations, right? A man is supposed to court a woman. You know, um, buy, pay for the food, pick you up, approach you to start the initial, you know, relationship or, you know, the whole situation, right. whatever. What is a woman expected to do? And the woman was like, uh, be ourselves. So they don't even realize how much y'all put on us already. Like, got to pay for the food. You got to approach us. A real man going to approach us and really pay for the food, court us, um, you know, make this amount of money right off rip. And, and tell you don't expect no pussy. I don't, and then, I don't know what what are, that's what I'm saying. What, so ladies, like, what is, what is the expectation that we should have for y'all? But when we talk about pussy, he taking me out. And expect pussy. But y'all expect us to court you, approach you, uh, pay for this? Like, but we're not supposed to expect what we want? If it is pussy? Or if it is a massage that night? Or whatever it is. We can't, you shouldn't be expecting nothing if you take me out. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't get that mindset. Right. How is is fatherhood? Oh, it's a blessing. This, This your first and only? It's my first and only. You you want any more? Absolutely. I actually want four total. Four? I want four total. Like, just because I think about uh, getting old. You feel me? I think about getting old. Like, you know, like, I look at the family dynamic. Like, having more kids, having a family tradition. Because when you only got one, two kids, they might end up moving to Miami or <laughs> in another country. And you like, damn, I'm... Shit, if you single, you just like, ugh. Just go over old my homie June house. Yeah. Look with his family. I'm going auntie house and it's gonna be you by yourself. But when you got four kids, you one or two of them will always be around. So you really want that legacy. You feel me? And yeah, I feel like I got a great bloodline. My daughter is beautiful, strong, tall, you know, and she got my bloodline. And I feel like, yeah, if I had more, yeah. It'd be did you want her, did you want a daughter? Cause I, I feel like I, I I didn't, I don't mind. Like, because at the end of the day, when you look at it, I think your daughter will wipe your ass before your son wipe your ass. You feel me? Like, not saying your son wouldn't, because if you raise him right, he would too. But I'm just saying, as far as in uh, a caring matter, as far as, like, women, you know, she's getting raised right. She's, Dad, what you need? Because I'm there for her. Like, so I got a daughter, so I believe my daughter, yep, I'm got to take care of my dad. He can't wipe his ass. 
and she gonna come be my my nurse if she have to. You plan on having them soon, or it's kind of you, you know. I gotta let me, have let me get right. in my career a little I got, bit. I gotta ha- I gotta have them right. You feel me? And um, I always knew I was gonna have a, everything. I I manifest everything like in my life, like my connections. Um, you know, to my my same brotherhoods. I got my same best friends from twenty years. You feel me? I never switched up. They know I ain't no liar. I'm always gonna keep it real. I'm the homie that's gonna come. Hey, yeah, that shit trash. I'm that <laughs> homie. You feel me? <laughs> hey, nigga, you need ain't to no lose weight. Hey, nigga, you need to lose weight. Yep, you getting fat. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the homegirls too. Nope. Uh, uh-uh. you shouldn't do that, or you should choose this one. Whatever. I'm always been an honest dude. Um, but far as like um, me having the kids, it's all about uh making more money. Kids cost. To live in L.A. alone, you get, they said for a household, single family household, you, you got to be making, if you want to live decent, still travel and do little things with your family, you got to be dinner 250000 yeah. yeah, You got to make like, 250000 You want to live decent in a house, two three-bedroom home, um, dog, cars, you know, car, two cars. Like yeah, you want to travel, 250000 So are you looking at other sh- streams of income? Uh, every Cause, day. Because I know you're doing... Every day. I heard you got some some acting coming, like yep. some movie role shit. Yep, acting. I heard you got some, some weed strands coming. I heard yeah. all kind of shit. I said, damn, absolutely. he will out here yep, doing, yep, absolutely. doing his thing. My boys called me a Jamaican. <laughs> you feel me? But uh, yeah, I got um weed weed strands coming. Um, I got a weed strand coming. I don't want to drop the name yet. Um, but um, shout out to my bro Monster Yo. Oh, yeah, shout uh, out Monster Yo. He's been locked up for uh, twenty seven years, going on twenty eight. He was uh, convicted at 16 years old, and um, free that man. I don't think no, I don't think no teenager in a, especially in the urban community, how we how we be lost in products of our environment, especially in a broken home. You witnessing violence in the home. You uh, got no father figure leading you the right way, and you you suffering from PTSD in the hood. But like the the government and society don't don't take that into consideration. And for it's us. it's crazy because the human brain doesn't fully develop to twenty five. So the fact that they are don't charging have... teens as adults when without a fully developed brain is crazy in itself. Right, so. right, and it's sad. You know, I got a little cousin that's actually locked up too, Free Tevin, since he was thirteen years old. He twenty eight, twenty eight years old. It's sad, you know. Like and I and I be like, damn, how y'all just throw young black boys away forever. Like they make these certain rules. They made the three strike laws for black black dudes. More or less. You feel me? And it's like, throw them away. Charging charging teens as an adult, you think that was for anybody else but black kids? And it's crazy because the others, you see them doing the same shit as us, but they're not getting nope. the same so, uh, consequences. You um, know? He had a rough upbringing. Yeah. Um, we gonna try to put him in uh, rehabilitation. They get programs and shit. Yeah, Come on, man. yeah, that yeah. shit is crazy. Like, uh, yeah, definitely. Like the 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 brain of a teenager isn't fully developed. That's why they even say, "Oh, you can't get a gun now till you're 21." If that's the case, why are you charging teenagers as adults? Why are you saying, "Oh, R. Kelly violated because of it because she's a minor," right? So same thing with with far as them being like mentally not there just yet. You feel me? Every age from being touched as a teenager or being locked up as a teenager, it's all because you're not developed mentally. 
I mean, we all know prison is a is a business, but I feel like, you know, with your platform, I feel like we can make a change. We just got to start focusing on it more. I feel like it goes unsaid. Like you said, we all got a relative or a friend or a cousin that's just forgot about, and we just going on and living our lives. I feel like we need to start really getting more into that, like as far as the politics yeah. and these laws and how we can get this shit overturned and start getting some of our people back on the streets. Yeah. Uh, what'd you feel about this? Like in um in the media, like even this year, like all the time, like I look at news and um I see like they're like how they're doing black celebrities. Oh, they lynching the celebrities. Publicly. Black celebrities? Yeah, I'm yeah, like lynching So them. it ain't no other race of celebrities doing anything bad? They lynching niggas. You feel me? Like the past few months it's been this black celebrity, this black celebrity, this black celebrity, like it's just been on blast. But not only that, they control the narrative of when you see um, other majority of the TV shows are the news outlets from all over the country. I see them. All you see is black kids, black dudes, black dudes. It's like damn near 90 percent. Yeah, but even how they describe, just say your kid was on the news and he got in some trouble. They're going to put thug. Mm -hmm. But then if they put the other, they're going to say, you know, this young Lost teen, or you know, they gonna <laughs> paint me. it like he the victim. Oh, so oh, it even be a play on words. But we all know the media is controlled. Absolutely. So we even might got to get our own media outlets because yep. you know Absolutely. the news we, is we all have, lies we anyway. Have, we have to. It's lies. Yeah, the news is because all lies. they they don't even spread the truth. You know, they don't spread the truth about shit. They rather just hey, such and such got into this, and here go the video, and it and then it's not even like that. You ain't even got the full video, y'all. Y'all painting a narrative, putting it out there. Now people believe it when it's not even the truth. Yeah. Are are you, um, let me see. Are you afraid of getting canceled for speaking on shit like that? Like, let's just say you put some music out and you get to start making shit with a message. Because, you know, they don't like that. I mean, I don't, I'm not afraid of getting canceled. It's like, uh, like I, I didn't have nobody before like really root for me everybody that I really care about love me so cause you can't really say shit right now <laughs> yeah. like in today's atmosphere and the climate of the world gonna, now you can't gonna, say that they gonna, gonna come back but at the end of the day it's nothing but love in my heart for everybody like you feel me I just wanna be treated fair and I want everybody to treat, be treated fairly you feel me I feel that I feel that so you got outside of the music the acting the boxing you got any other business ventures that you're working on um I'm just um, working on just being an influencer. Uh, I got my box truck company that I'm going to start up this year um, by March. Had my first truck up, up and running off the ground. So that's big time for me. And um, yeah. Trucking? Mm-hmm. Damn, what made you get into that? Just... Uh, my guy brother and uh, both my guy brothers, uh, P. Nice and uh, Phil Jones. They got the box truck company. And, and from there, it's just up from there. Like I already know once I start something, it's, it's going to take off for me. Shout out P Nice. Yep. Shout out to my boy Freeze out in Houston. We got a, a mixtape dropping too. Like um, it's dope. What's up with these skits, man? I'm seeing you on Instagram hacking a goddamn fool, man. Yeah, What's going man. on with these skits, man? Hey, hey, a lot of people, I remember like at the beginning of this year, like people didn't see I wasn't verified just yet, but I was putting the work in. Like, whether it was me dropping music, me being on live, me getting Posted in social medias or whatever. I was out. I've been out working people. People like, oh, how you get a people hitting people? Uh, did he play for his blue check? 
You know how many millionaires want to pay for a blue check on Instagram? <laughs> oh, God. You feel me? Like, heck no, I ain't pay for no blue check. But I just been outworking people, man. I've been putting the work in. Um, a lot of people didn't, don't recognize that. Like, I'm consistent from working out, doing all type of videos. And, um, yeah, I actually got verified from just being a pro athlete. You feel me? I put in um, the sports. I've been pro over 12 years, played in college. So even college kids can actually get verified nowadays. High school kids, if you that popping, can get verified. You don't have to be no celebrity to be verified. You just have to be somebody that's uh, like noted, basically in the, the the metaverse type shit. Like you got these article write ups. You got this going on. You got your name just got to be hashtagged and looked for. So if you looked for, just like your podcast, you got to start hashtagging everything. Everything. Hashtag, yep, just so you can build up. Oh, yeah. Are you search for a lot? Yep, search for a lot. So Eric Williams, Long Beach E. Will is searched for over a million times. You feel me? And uh, half of it might be just me. You feel me? But I yeah. know how to promote. You got to promote yourself. Like, people see what I do and be like, damn, he's just posting so much. I'm promoting. Who else going to promote for me? Me. And I'm always, I want everybody to win. If you want any advice, I'm, I'm an open book. Whatever I know and I learn, I want you to win, bro. I want you to win. I want my brothers to win, the homies to win. You ask me something, because I always look at it, I don't want to be at the top by myself. Lonely at the top. I want my bros with your family to come, with my brothers, the homies. Like, we all take all our families to Rome, to Italy, Australia, all of, hey, let's go. Not just, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'll see y'all when I get back. And the homies not bossed up like me. Right. No, I want all of us be making over 500000 a year, a million a year. So I'm going to be like, hey, I think you should invest in this. I think this will do this. Oh, this tr trucking company or this weed, you can get in this way. I'm always going to spit that game. I always love it's love in my heart. You feel me? And and I just want everybody to win. You feel me? Especially my people, though. Solid words. Solid words. Now, with society being the way it is now as far as social media and the real world being intertwined, how are you planning on tackling that with fatherhood? Are you going to be bringing your kids to social media as you um, as your fame is growing? Because a lot of celebrities like to hide their kids. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna uh, bring my my daughter into it. I started her um her her uh, YouTube Princess Erica's World. That's what it is, Princess Erica Princess Erica's World on YouTube. Make sure you tell your little girls, your little boys to follow my daughter. Um, yeah, because it's just the way of life. If you shield them, they're not going to know what to do when they do get approach it. So once I, I I always tell my daughter, even if it comes down to safety, always help daddy keep you safe. Like, so she don't never be afraid to tell me anything. So social media, I want her to know about it. Hey, baby, don't like this. Make sure you don't uh, talk to anybody on there. Because if you try to shield them, once you give them a phone, they're at school, they might be talking to a stranger on exactly. there. So I actually... Give my daughter advice. Don't never talk to nobody, no other adults. You feel me? If somebody's new, you don't know, you let daddy know. Because you got to do what, baby? Help daddy keep me safe. Okay, you feel me? So I teach my daughter self-defense. You feel me? Nothing to, as long as she got it. And if you watch my Instagram, my daughter already pop, pop, pop. Her one, two, three is already there. And that's just for self-defense. She's already naturally strong and gifted. And um, yeah, so you definitely got to teach your kids about guns. From an early age, because if you don't, a 12-year-old that you never taught will end up shooting a gun, injuring itself, somebody else, because you never taught them or let them learn, told them anything about guns. 
But my five-year-old daughter, six-year-old daughter will end up never doing that because I've been educating her. You feel me? I agree with that. I, I take my kids to the to the gun range, to the shooting range. And like you say, the more you try to shield them from things, the more they're going to gravitate towards it anyway. So the best thing you can do is give them the tools to succeed and just hope that they that they take your word. That's you know all what you I'm saying? That's yeah. all you can do. It's, it's you out of your do. hands at that point. Right. But trying to shield them from it, I think that's the wrong way that's to go, too. That's the wrong way so. to go. Yep. That's how you just tell your kids to trust you. You got to have your tr- kids trust you and not punish them on certain things because they would never come tell you again. You know, like I've like, I tell my daughter, I will always like, if somebody tell you to don't tell me say, okay, I won't tell my dad. And then I say, what you going to do, babe? Come, come, come and tell you, you feel me? I'm always earn that trust from her. I won't punish her for telling me somebody did this or tried to do something. I won't punish her for that. that that's, that's a good mindset to have. That's a, that's a great mindset to have actually, because it's so easy to just jump to the punishment. Like you say, you you want to earn your kids trust and we forget that they still human sometimes. So that's cool. And that's a cool mindset to have. But yeah, man, we're running out of time here. Uh, I want to thank E. Will for coming to bless the platform. Appreciate you, doggy. Hitting the vocals for him. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Hey, you know, that was unexpected. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, he really got uh-huh. it. So y'all yeah. make sure y'all look out for that EP he got coming. One look more thing. One more Go thing. Ahead. One more thing. Shout out to my boy, Shay Rocket. This is Humble Beginnings clothing, you feel me? As you can see, it say Eastwood Love on the hat. It say Eastwood Love on the, on the back of the jacket, too. Humble Beginnings, the HB right here. You feel me? Shout out to my boy, Juche Rocket. Shout out to all my boys, my family, friends. Shout out to Mr. Viral himself, CG. Yes, Come sir. Come on, man. Hey, shout out Rocket, man. Y'all going to see him up here real soon, man. The Viral way. Yes, sir.